0: So the design of the services all this month were called uh, Manhood Celebrating God's Design. So it's not just about men, but manhood, uh, and surely man is in there, um, and uh, what God's plan is for us, and, uh, and today is, is serious revelation for everyone who's here. Uh, God has enlightened me on some really super cool stuff from the Old Testament. So if you turn in your Bibles uh, to Genesis 8, 15, and we'll, we'll kind of um, get this warmed up. Um, this will be our tithing message, and then we'll get into our main message. But don't think that what we're going through right now as a society is anything new. It's, some of this stuff has been going on for thousands of years, and, and you're going to, Uh, wonder why we're where we're at. We thought we would have got smarter by reading the Bible. So if you have family members that don't have a copy of God's spoken word, give it to them. Uh, They'll be a little wiser uh, by reading it. Uh, Amen. So here they are, the kids just getting off the ark. This is after the earth is flooded. uh, 8.15, then God said to Noah, go out of the ark, you and your wife and your sons and your son's wives with you. Uh, Bring out with you every living thing that is with you of flesh, uh, birds and animals, creeping things that creep on the earth, that they may swarm on the earth and be fruitful and multiply on the earth. Anybody confused so far? Hello. Uh, They're not going to teach this at your public school, so listen to this. I want to make sure your kids understand what God's true plan is. Is for your families. I mean, th- th- this, this place ought to be sold out today. There ought, there ought to be a line outside the church trying to get in because the, the man of God's got God's word opened. Um, verse 18. So Noah went out, and his sons and his wife, and his sons' wives with him. Every beast, every creeping thing, uh, and every bird and everything that moves on the earth went out by families from the ark. Uh, and if you didn't catch that at the end of 19, it says families from the ark. These animals had their own families, the male and the female. Um, then Noah built an altar, so, so here's something Noah builds this altar as soon as he gets off the ark. He said, the first thing I'm going to do is build an ark or I'm going to build an altar to the Lord. And this is where me and my family is going to worship the Lord. Um, And that should be something that you and your family do, not only at home, uh, but obviously here at church as well. And he took some every clean animal and some every clean bird and offered burnt offerings on the altar. And when the Lord smelled the pleasing aroma the Lord said in his heart, I will never again curse the ground because of man, for his intentions of man's heart is evil from his youth. Neither will I ever strike again down every living creature that I have done while the earth remains. Say this with me. Seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night. And it doesn't have anything to do with climate control. It's got... This stuff's gonna happen regardless if the scientists agree with it or not. Amen. There's gonna be seed time and harvest, and in the summertime, uh Terry, it's gonna be hot, and in the wintertime it'll be cold. Amen. Doesn't matter what kind of gas you put in your car if you don't use aerosol hairspray anymore. Amen. Nothing's gonna change. Because you know why I know that? Because this is what God said. Right. And and I'm trusting you know, uh, God more than I do the meteorologist. Um, hmm. Some people pay a lot of money for this kind of wisdom. They go to universities all over the country for this. Uh, and God blessed Noah and his sons, verse, uh, chapter 9, and said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. So the, everything that I'm reading according to God's plan is completely 180 degrees polar opposite of what the world is doing. So they're trying to depopulate the United States of America so they can continue with their agenda. Mm-hmm. Stay with me and you'll, you'll figure it out as we go. Because uh, if, if they can do that, they can control you. Uh, and if they can control you, they can push forth their agenda. If I'm preaching good, Jim, just say amen. amen. Uh, be fruitful and multiply. In the fear of you and the dread of you shall fall upon every beast of the, of the earth and every bird of the heavens, upon the, uh, everything that creeps on the ground and the fish of the sea into your hand. Uh, they are delivered, and every moving thing that lives shall be food for you. I like that. That's good. Can I just tell you a story? You guys are going to probably want to know where I ate last night. Last night, um, I normally we normally go to the St. Charles um, Texas Roadhouse, but we went to the, to the one out in Wentzville. And let me tell you, the steaks are just wonderful out there. If you're a vegetarian, we can uh, pray for you. Or you can go to confessional, whatever you need to do. But that thing was so thick and juicy. And, and do you ever, and I try to control the consumption of biscuits before, they lead you to the table. It's, I was like Pavlov's dog by the time I got there. Butter, who doesn't like the sweet butter that comes with the biscuits? That ought to be, it ought to be a national holiday when they, they set that down and I'm just like, oh Lord. And you're, and you always swear that you're not gonna, you're like, I'm not gonna eat too many of these today. Because I'm ordering a big steak. Here's the deal. I go ahead and just eat as many as I always did. And I always consume the steak. You can box up the potato and the broccoli and bring it home and let it rot. Don't, uh, don't act like, you know, you're going to eat the potato before you eat the steak. Amen? James said you can ask for wisdom and God will give it to you if that's your agenda. <laughs> Go down to seven, and we'll get this done. We'll get this knocked out real quick. It says, seven would be fruitful and multiply, increase greatly on the earth and multiply it. Uh, and then sliding down to verse 12 just for time purposes. And God said, read this with me together. One, two, three, go. This. Next. Stop. Target didn't do that. That rainbow in the sky is from God. That's a symbol of God's covenant with mankind. And let me tell you something if that's God's sign, you better be careful about stealing it and perverting it. This, I'm going to keep preaching. If you don't like this, you really ain't going to like the message. I'm just telling the truth, that's all. So the sign is from God. So anything that you take from God and move it outside of his covenant, you perverted it. And if you perverted it, woe will be you when you face judgment. No, oh, that's a golf clap, but I'll go with it. Let's pray. Lord, so let a please forgive us, dear sir where we have perverted some pure things that you have given us. Uh, We pray, Lord God, for repentance for all those um, who are living outside of your covenant. We pray for the offering today and those who give to continue your work. Um, And Lord God, we are just in awe about how much you love us. Everyone, you love everyone equally and you died a full covenant death uh, for full redemption. And we claim victory over the enemy uh, today in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Applaud the Lord, let the basket come by. Um, Genesis 15, uh, verse 12 through 15 and we're gonna talk about God's uh, plan for mankind. Um, and, and how did I get on this? I have no idea. So I'm sitting there studying, and God's dropping this on me. And, and uh, I'm really kind of debating with God. And, you know, some of my staff's calling me. They're like, where's your scriptures? Where are you going this week? You know, they've got to get the scriptures so they can load it in the PowerPoint. And then I'm studying. And then as I study more and more, you find out that you knew less and less about God's word than when you first started. Right. Do you ever do that? You're like, oh, i really got this down. I really got the book of Revelation down. I got, I, we got, Jim. I got it down. I'm going to write a commentary on it. Oh, okay. The more you study the Word of God, the more you figure out you don't know what you first thought you knew. So let's see what God's plan is for mankind. So, so uh, he gives Abram this this vision. And I'll read it to you, and then I'll I'll give you my commentary on this and just kind of talk a little bit about, uh, you know, and before I get into it, uh, John in chapter 16 says that um, you're going to have trouble in the world, but take heart, I have overcome the world. So if you think you're going to get out of here and it not be a little rough or a little turbulent or whatever it is, this ain't going to be like tiptoe through the tulips. Sometimes life gets a little tough. Let's just be glad that we're doing it with God. As the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell on Abram, and behold, dreadful and great darkness fell on him. Then the Lord said to Abram, Know for certain that your offspring will be sojourners in a land. So these guys aren't really going to... Own anything. They're just gonna kind of travel around these Israelites, and, uh, and and he's giving them this vision. And I'm thinking about this before I get into this mess. I'm going, God, what the heck are you trying to tell me here? And then I go, What kind of what kind of story is this if your people or our people are gonna be enslaved? What kind of great story is that? And, he, and 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 what he told me here is we need to learn. How to grow where God plants us. So you may be starting out kind of rough in life, but remember, it's not how you start; it's how you finish. Amen. So let's see. Let's see how this. Let's see what the prophecy is. So the sojourners in the land, and it's not theirs, uh, and will be servants there, and they will be afflicted for four hundred years. Man, that's a long time. But I, read this with me, one, two, three, go. But I will bring judgment on the nation that they serve. And afterward, they're going to come out of there with great possessions. So, I equate this to, uh, I got to talk about this. Go ahead and chew your Bible up to Exodus uh, chapter 1. And just just park there. We're going to read verses 8 through 21. So, Nothing grand comes out of super size. It always starts small. Amen. I was talking about my garden. I want to be a gardener so bad, and I want to, you know, I, I told you when I started the garden, I went out and seen my buddy. I'll just tell you. I went out and seen my buddy. He had a great big hoop house. If you don't know what a hoop house is, it's, a, you know, it's got plastic over the top. It's like 10 foot tall. It's 30 foot wide and 70 or 100 foot long huge do this with me just do. move your hands back oh yeah oh yeah man I'm going there so he's showing me and I took some of my staff over there and I said yeah this guy's a... and now he, he did so well and, and with his uh, with his overload he sells it to restaurants uh, yeah it's called it's called capitalism Ugh. we still okay okay and, and then he he, he bought another one and setting another one up. So I'm just looking at this and I go over there and, and I'm like, oh yeah, I got, I got the plan and I'm going for it. And when I'm leaving, he goes, don't start out this big. Use what you can handle. He said, you can grow more in a small space than you would ever dream. And let's be honest, I'm not built the way I am. It's, it's hard for me to get down and weed everything. I'm a little top heavy. So, so I put a three-prong hoe by my garden. And every once in a while, I'll, I'll, I'll rake out some of, the, some of the weeds. And this is the lazy, man, lazy man's way of weeding my garden. Now, see, if you were really a gardener, uh, you would get down on your hands and knees, and I do it every once in a while, but, but then while I'm down there, you get, you, I mean, you're down there so long and everything, and you're like, you, while you're down there, you get tired, and then while you're down there, you've got to dream up things to do while you're down there. And I'm like, man, I may not be a good gardener, but God's allowed me to have a small one to learn what it would be like. Well, some of you guys want everything. I want, it bad. I want what you got right now. Tim, I want a business just like yours. Here's the deal. Tim goes, you can't have a business like mine because you don't want to stay up all night and all day and deal with all the problems and all the money and all the people and all the mailing and all this and all that. He wants you to start out with something very small and then multiply from there. Are we still okay, church? He wants us to multiply. And then the world is trying to control the population and they call it health care. You're going to get it all before you leave here, so be ready. And this actually started thousands and thousands of years ago. And we still haven't learned a lesson from it. Well, let's see what it says here as we go in. So we find out that after Joseph dies, they're enslaved uh, and they're going through all these problems. So let's start reading. Uh, how they ended up here and what happened while they were being enslaved. Now there arose a new king over Egypt who did not know Joseph. So while Joseph was in Egypt, he knew this, but there's a new pharaoh king that comes in, and let's just say his name's Ramsey. His name's Ramsey, and, uh, and, and he doesn't have the relationship Uh, They don't have the relationship that they once had. Sometimes when new administration comes in, your relationship starts to sever sometimes. You can turn me down a little bit because I I promise I'm going to get loud. (laughs) So this is God's design. And and God's dealing with me while I'm putting this together. I go, what kind of design is this? So when we, we know when these guys went in here, there may have been only about 70 of them. But when they left... There was about 600,000. So with something small, something massive can come out of it. But you have to maintain and you have to hang on till God can deliver you out of it. So let's read. Here we go. Verse 8, it says, Now there arose a new king over Egypt who did not know Joseph. And he said to his people, Hmm, Behold, the people of Israel are too many and too mighty for us. This is kind of like what happens when a church starts to flourish a little bit. It, or or an idea in the Christian community starts to starts to rise up just a little bit. Everybody in the community starts looking at, especially have Bible. Let's be honest, most of the people in the community think you guys are crazy. I mean, they do. Wherever you go, they're like, man, that, those guys are crazy over there. And, and, and I remember, you know, like when we were back on... Uh, uh, old Rock Road, you know they had they they formed a committee over there and they they go we got to meet with you man there's a, you guys got a lot of people and they're parking on the lawn and there's motorcycles over there and we really don't want you to be here and all this and you know and I said well we're gonna grow and we'll end up leaving. Amen. Did you hear what I said? And then we ended up here, and God's people said Amen. Amen. <laughs> What happened here? Same. We started making some noise, and the community started, and then some of them came out. I had a guy one time, not, don't tell him. I hope he's not watching the broadcast. <laughs> he, he followed me to my office when I got off my chopper. He said, was well, that you that just came in? I go, yeah, it's me. He goes, I knew it was you because I felt the muffler, and it was still hot. I was like, okay. And at that time, I was waiting for the people with the white coats to come in and get him. I was like, he goes, "Things, things around here are too loud. And I go, just wait. They're getting ready to get louder. And then once they find out you're an asset to the community, they start fist pumping with you and, and we become many. So that's how this works. But out there in the world, they're trying to slow that down and they got other names for it now. the Mandates and regulations. Say that with me, regulations. Amen. Regulations, all that means is control. Right. Right. Ronnie Reagan said it best. He said, if the government comes to your house and said, we're here to help, you just go, no, no, no. So here we go. So it, gets to, it starts to unfold. Behold, the people of Israel are too many and too mighty for us. So they're threatened by your commitment to the Lord. Come, let us deal shrewdly with them, lest they multiply. And if war breaks out, they join our enemies and fight against us and escape from the land. They go, they're going to get too big, too smart, too strong. They'll break away from us, and we won't have control anymore. Amen. And if you don't know this, it's all about control. Yes. I said it's all about control. Yes. If they can control you, they can have you. They can encamp you, and they can enslave you. But let your neighbor know free people can't be enslaved. Yes. Mm. This guy, I promise you it'll make sense here in a minute. Verse 11. Therefore they set taskmasters over them to afflict them with heavy burdens they built for Pharaoh, store cities, uh Pitum and Ramses. You know something about lifting heavy things over and over again? you get stronger. Do this with me, old people. Somebody young told me this means you're swole. You're swole. I didn't know what that meant. Amen? So if we continue to lift it enough, we'll get stronger and stronger while you're sitting on the recliner. Amen? It don't matter how hot or how cold, or how bad it gets, the Christians of this church will continue to lift and lift and lift the name of Jesus until we get stronger. Now, I can keep going if you want me to. I will. Um, so, go back to 11. It says, Therefore, they set the taskmasters over them to afflict them with heavy burdens, and they built for Pharaoh store cities, Pitt home and Ramses but the more they oppressed the say this with me the more they oppressed the more they oh my gosh we just can't keep them down they're starting to grow they're starting to get stronger they're starting to get educated they're starting to have more locations they're starting to affect they're starting to help they're starting to build they're starting to grow and, and and then the community's got, and and some of the some of the haters or the heathens are going. We got to control these people. Let's put some mandates and some edicts and some masks and lock the doors and tell them they can't meet over and over. Right. Right. Ask me, said, "How'd that work, Pastor?" Right. Didn't work. You can't control God's church. Amen. Amen. Free people, free people can't be controlled. The other service was a lot more enthusiastic than you guys were. <laughs> they were the free people. You pray if you need it, you praise if you got it. So they, the more they multiplied and the more they spread abroad and the Egyptians were in dread of the people of Israel. So they ruthlessly made the people live uh, lives bitter and hard service and mortar and brick and all kinds of work in the field, and all their work was ruthless, made them works as slaves. And I was reading this commentary from this guy. He says, maybe there wasn't slaves. Maybe it was just a bondage of blessing. So we started out with nothing, and when they walked out of there, they were stronger than they ever were. So just because you might be busted, disgusted, and can't be trusted do not mean you're going to end your life that way. Right. That means right where I'm at, I'm going to work out for the Lord. I'm going to continue to do spiritual push-ups and trust the Lord, me and my family, and I'm going to grow where he's planted me. Amen. I'm going to be a five-talent guy. So verse 15, here's where it gets interesting. And remember how I told you about population control, Burger? This is it. This started, this started thousands of years ago. Thousands of years ago. So here it is. Then the king of Egypt said to the Hebrew midwives, one of whom was named Shapur, and the other one's Puah. So when you're in the middle of a mess, you need to understand this, that God will always have someone there who can help you out of this mess. And these two ladies are there. They're standing for the Lord. You might think it's you're by yourself in your cubicle, in your warehouse, in your whatever it is you're doing. You may, I'm the only Christian in the whole place. And then all of a sudden, somebody will walk up. They'll say, I'm a Christian too. And that'll be just enough to put you over the hump, to keep you hanging on. Amen. And they might be in this church right now. Amen. And I applaud all them who are. All right. Uh, verse 16. And here's, here's what the king says. He says, when you serve as a midwife to the Hebrew women, see them on a birth stool. if it is a son, say this with me, if it is a son, you shall... Oh, hold on for a second. What did he say? That's how, see, we got, I told you, we got cute names in 2023. Is anybody listening to what I'm saying today? It's all, it's not about healthcare. It's about control. We want everybody to, to drink out of the same trough we're drinking out of. The king didn't want them getting small. He wanted to kill off all the males right. Right. and just let the, the girls live so the, so the army would be weaker than they are. Right. And what we want to do today is feminize. Oh, I'm going to keep preaching until you get it. We want to feminize the guy anymore and take the fight out of him. This plan's been going on for a long time. It's trying to peel back the onion. You can't, you can't feminize free men, free males. They got too much testosterone. They got too much unction. They got too much power. They got too much Jesus. They got too much red, white, and blue in their system. You can't. You can't enslave them. Tell your neighbor to back that thing up. Who the heck you're dealing with, man? If you're trying to figure out who's going to blink first, it won't be me. I'll guarantee that. I've already been there and done that. And that's what the enemy's trying to do right here. He's trying to walk all these dudes back. And he can't deal with a man-to-man like, like some people. So he wants to kill them while they're babies. That, that's a tough guy, isn't it? Messing with babies. Don't get quiet on me now. I'm just bringing the truth to you. If you don't like it, you got to take it up with the author. Let's see what they say. I want to see if it gets better. Probably will. You shall kill them, but if it's a daughter, she shall live. Isn't that just like a man wanting to fight a woman? (laughs) There's a big contest. Let's just make them all women, and that way we can control them all. Amen. <laughs> See, it, it, don't, it don't take much pushing for somebody in this church to rise up. Amen. Well, go ahead and rise up anyways. Rise up, everyone. Well, I'm going to read it all. We'll bring our music team up. Come on. We're, gonna, we're not even done yet, so don't leave. Uh, Jim, I'm just getting them warmed up for the whole deal here. Don't I, if you came in the church, and, and you thought what was going on in 2023 is something new, it ain't new, man. It's been going. This stuff's been going. This it's called sleight of hand. Yeah. Right. But back then they were so they were so intimidated by God's people that they wanted to start throwing these males in the river. Right. And in and, and in Bible days. Uh, they, they either threw them in the river or they offered them up to bail fire. And trust me, we haven't graduated from there. We're still doing it. Hey, it gets on your it's It's, it's like a sticky trap, this word is. This stuff gets all over your shoes and all over your being. go, We don't like that church. We want to go somewhere where they're going to bless me, bop me, and send me down the road like little bunny foo-foo. Here's the problem. I got grandchildren. Travis, I got grandchildren. I can't hand my kids over a a dummied-down version of the United States of America. Hey, we ain't even gotten to 4th of July. Y'all see me on 4th of July. Can you imagine my my grandsons walking up into my church and me... Carrying on like, like a little ninny. And so, like, what the heck happened to you, Grandpa? We thought you wasn't going to drink the Kool-Aid. I ain't drinking the Kool-Aid, man. I know too much. And I'm not smart, but I got wisdom from the Bible. And I, hey, I got a doctrine in common sense. We don't need to go to biology today. I already gave you that course last week. But the seventeen, watch this. This is the this is the this is the the plant that God has, cherry. But the midwives fear God, and did not do as the king of Egypt commanded them. There's always going to be somebody in there. God's going to have somebody in in there. It's probably going to be a little gray-haired Baptist woman. she, she gonna call down the wrath of God on some of this woke society. See that there was woke before this woke even started. Let's see what let's see how it finishes here. The king of Egypt commanded them, but let the male children live. So the, the Egypt, uh, king of Egypt called the midwives and said to them, Why have you done this and let the males live? He said, Why would you ma- let the males live? He said, I told you to kill them. I, th- I told you to throw them in the Nile. Get rid of them. They're a threat to us. Free males that love God are a threat to society. you'll figure it out in a minute Bible-toting guys flag-waving guys devil-chasing Holy Ghost-baptized Amen Just because my Bible's a little tore up doesn't mean my life still is we're in, we're in the fight of our lives I see some kids that play in our band they're fixing to have a baby and all this there's no way I could look these kids in the eye they come up here and they play their hearts out every week for this church that I could turn this church over to them and their kids half wrong Jesus Christ died a full covenant death for his people and we need to live a full covenant life for him the midwife said to Pharaoh because the Hebrew women are not like the Egyptian women here you go ladies for they're vigorous and they give birth before the midwife comes to them. They said, hey, we don't need a midwife. We're going to have the baby before y'all get out of bed. You're watching soap operas and we're giving birth down here. Do this, ladies, do disco. That's what God's girls do. They go watch this. Say this with me. Don't touch my baby. I need somebody to move their head when they say it. Yeah. Don't touch my baby because we will go there <laughs> and then go ram. You'll find out what a God-fearing mom will do when you go try messing with the child. We'll slide the religious robe off and we'll get down. Oh, I am not even done, man. I'm 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 gonna uncork this thing in a minute. Guys, we we know too much. We've been saved too long, Mr. Cope. <laughs> it's not gonna happen on my watch, man. I just I mean it with every fiber of my being. We're, we're going to hand it over to the next generation and it's going to be fully operable. It won't be on autopilot, but it'll be fully operable. Verse 20. So God dealt with the, well with the midwives and the people multiplied and they grew very strong. They just kept growing and growing and growing and growing and wouldn't listen to the world. And because the midwives fear God and he gave them families, families just like this, that go to church on Sunday morning and go to church on Saturday night. It doesn't mean your family's perfect and it don't mean you got it all figured out. Because let's be honest, when you get to be my age, when you figure it all out, you forgot where you left it. But I got enough Jesus in me that I'm going to show up every Sunday and Saturday. We're still going to read our Bibles every day. We're still going to fly the flag. We're still going to trust in God. So, I got a question for you today. Being as we got an education today on what the what the world's really trying to do, it's going to be up to you to keep this thing moving forward. And we do that in love. Christianity doesn't work with hate. We don't hate anybody but the devil. And I'll end with this. We just got done doing a homecoming service for one of our senior ladies, Helen Daffron, on Friday. And, when she, and, and and you know how some funerals are better than others. This one was a good one. And her family, watched this class. Her family flew in from Virginia, Raleigh, North Carolina, Washington State, and all over the country to pay homage to this 92-year-old Christian woman that left behind a legacy. And all we talked about is how she had a heart like Jesus. Say this with me, class. She was a giver. She was a giver, and there will always be one in a church like that. And she was she was tiny, but she swung a big stick. She'd come in, right, and just let you know her opinion right off the bat. Baptist lady, just one girl. Amen. Amen. And she's one of many seniors that made our transition happen together. <laughs> Moms and dads and grandmas and grandpas, I want to know what they're going to say about you at your funeral. And sometimes you go and you, and you really don't have a whole lot to say about the person. Ah, they were good at this and a good softball player whatever. What does that mean? What kind of legacy did they they teach their kids about Jesus? Did they teach your kids about honoring the flag? Did they teach their families to be fruitful and multiply? That's a legacy. And they was all in here. They were from Arkansas. Let us pray. Guys, you can reach out and touch this thing today. (laughs) It's thick in here. It's thick. Wouldn't you like to just reach out and grab the hand of the man from Galilee, the nail-scarred hand? Wouldn't you put your hand in the hand of the man from Galilee, all things can be changed. Don't you remember that when you were scared and you grabbed your daddy's hand? It was like a it was like a mitt. I remember I used to stand by my dad and hold on to his leg. I believed he was the the greatest man of all time. He's the strongest man and no one could hurt me. Can you imagine grabbing onto the hand of Jesus Christ himself? And by the way, do you children know who Jesus is? Don't, here's what I'm saying. Don't be one of them parents where you're trying to be their pal. Don't be that person. That's foolishness. Your kids don't need another pal. They need a parent. They need somebody who's going to love them and and show them the way into glory let's pray for that let's pray for our children and our families can we together so Father God I want to pray for all the families that are gathered here today I want to pray for their children and their children's children that they understand the only way into heaven is through the blood of the lamb and at the at the grounded Calvary the land is level for everyone to come you can be rich, poor, tall, short you can be a church going person or not and still be saved by the glory of God or maybe it's you You've never been saved. You've never asked Jesus into your heart. And let me tell you this, class, before you leave here today, after I get done speaking, we're going to be doing some baptisms. Baptism is a public profession of an inward conversion. It means I already gave my life to Jesus Christ. And I'm going to profess that I'm a follower of Him. I'm not embarrassed. Travis to be baptized in front of a whole congregation I remember that day I got baptized don't you remember that day you got baptized I remember that I stood before the whole church I said I'm not ashamed to be a Christian I told you the story before I was baptized with my daughter who's in heaven I was baptized with my wife and Billy Porter who's in heaven I got that memory man if you ain't got that memory you're missing out because it's not about the water it's about what it represents so Father God if there's someone here today maybe they they ain't even baptized scripturally baptized they would get baptized today. The they, would, they would no longer push it off. They would challenge one another to finish the job, the commandment that the Lord told us to do. And we'll give you the glory, Lord God, for that day when you come back to get us. We'll be ready. We know our names in that book. We pray all this in the mighty name of Jesus. And his church said amen.